0: Daniel chapter 11 is one of those places in the Bible that separates the men from the boys. The supernaturalists from the naturalists. The Supernaturalist sees approximately 135 specific prophecies fulfilled with amazing accuracy in the first 35 verses of the chapter, as one would expect of divine revelation. The Naturalist, on the other hand, says that someone other than Daniel wrote the chapter long after the events had already taken place in history. So who's right, the men or the boys? Let's let Jesus decide. Apparently Jesus was a supernaturalist because he attributed the authorship of the book of Daniel to Daniel himself. If Daniel wrote Daniel chapter 11 as Jesus affirmed, then Bible prophecy once again authenticates Scripture. I'm Ron Jones and this is Something Good.
1: Hello and welcome to Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. My name is Brian and whether you're listening on radio or online from our website, somethinggoodradio.org, thanks for stopping by. So let me ask you, are you a naturalist or a supernaturalist? If you're not quite sure, join Ron for the next 20 minutes or so as he takes us to Daniel chapter 11 and to one of the most amazing prophecies in all of scripture. Stay with us now or visit somethinggoodradio.org to listen anytime on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. From his teaching series, Mysteries of Babylon, how the prophecies of Daniel prepare us for the return of Jesus Christ. Here's Ron with today's Something Good Radio message, Antichrist, Armageddon, and the fate of the Jewish people.
0: In Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, recorded in the New Testament. He has 1 Thessalonians and 2 Thessalonians. In his first letter to the Thessalonians, he commends them for something that I think is worthy of mentioning this morning. He says to them, you received the Word of God from us, not as the Word of men, but as what it really is, the Word of God. Every week I stand to preach the Word of God. My my prayer is that those that hear it will receive it as the Word of God, and that's especially true as we study Bible prophecy. It may be hardest for some to receive sections of Scripture known as prophecy or predictive uh, Scripture. It may be hard for some to believe that to be the Word of God because it presupposes that the God of the Bible predicts the future, and that is what we mean by Bible prophecy. Second, only to the New Testament book of Revelation, the book of Daniel in the Old Testament uh, contains some of the most riveting, far-reaching, and uh, detailed prophecy in all of the Bible. And a lot of us, including myself, kind of sit on the edge of our seats, and we have a, a newspaper or a news feed in one hand and the Bible in the other, and wow, these are exciting times to live in and uh, sometimes terrifying times as well. I like to think of Bible prophecy this way. Bible prophecy is history written backwards. (laughs) It's history, detailed history written backwards. And much of the Bible, in fact, 25% of it, when it was written was predictive in nature. Um, At least half of the prophecies that were given to us in the Bible have already come true giving us confidence that every other prophecy that is yet to be fulfilled in the future will also come true. One of the ways we authenticate the Scriptures as being the Word of God is because of Bible prophecy and because the Bible itself sets the bar high that if a prophet of God claims to say anything from God, 100% of it must be true. You know, close only works in horseshoes, and we're not playing horseshoes here. We're talking about the Word of God. All of that is important to remember as we come to Daniel chapter 11 because Daniel chapter 11 is 45 verses in length, and it contains some of the most detailed and comprehensive prophecy found anywhere in the Bible. It's really an expansion of the prophecy in Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 to 27. Remember Daniel's 70 weeks? Uh, 70 prophetic weeks, which is really 490 years, because one prophetic week equals seven years, and there were 490 years of of Israeli history and prophecy that was given to Daniel. Uh, this is the detail of it. We got a little summation of it in 9, 24 to 27, but Daniel 11, 1 to 45 is the detail. Now, much of it, in fact, the first 35 verses of Daniel chapter 11, from our perspective, is history. It's ancient history. When Daniel wrote it, though, and received the prophecy from the Lord, it was, it was, to be, it was future. It was prophecy. I'm not going to go into detail into that which is ancient history for us today. Uh, I've given you a chart in your notes, and we'll put that chart on the screen here. But the first 35 verses covers the first 69 prophetic weeks, which is 483 years of of things that would happen to God's chosen people, the nation of Israel. It's summarized in verses 1 and 2 as it relates to the empire of Persia, then verses 3 and 4, what Greece would do to them, verses 5 through 35, uh, the empires of Egypt and Syria, the main character that arises toward the end, of course, is Antiochus Epiphanes, not mentioned by name, but when you go back in history, you can align all of this and you can see that Antiochus Epiphanes, this foreshadowing of the Antichrist to come, this king who reigned from 175 to 164 B.C. and, and, and unleashed unmentionable atrocities against the Jews. The anti-Semitism that came from this king was, was just beyond description. But all of that is history, ancient history from our perspective. And I'm not going to take the time to go, you know, back and detail all the history. From verses 36 to 45, though, it's still future, and this is Daniel's 70th week. It's that one prophetic week that remains, and uh, it details that period of time known as Jacob's trouble or Daniel's 70th week, the tribulation period in prophecy. Uh, The battle of Armageddon is in view here. The second coming of Jesus Christ is in view, and the rise of a world leader uh, known as the Antichrist. Now, the spirit of Antichrist is here and has always been with us, the New Testament tells us, but there will be a time when a person will arise on this earth and coalesce his political, uh, financial, and religious power into one person. Uh, by the activity of Satan himself. And we know this figure in Bible prophecy as the Antichrist. One of my former professors and a former uh, president of an alma mater of mine, Dallas Theological Seminary, uh, Donald Campbell, wrote a book on, uh, on Daniel called God's Man in a Secular Society. And Dr. Campbell notes approximately 135 specific prophecies In the first 35 verses of this chapter have been fulfilled with amazing accuracy, as would be expected of a divine revelation. Now, think about that. hundred and thirty-five specific prophecies given to Daniel, written down in chapter 11, already fulfilled. Now, the skeptics believe this wasn't prophecy, but the skeptics say, no, nah, I, I, I don't really think that's probably the way we ought to look at it. And what they do is they date the book of Daniel um, much later. They say, Daniel didn't write the book of Daniel. He couldn't have. How could he have known? There's no way, human, no human possibility that he could have known all these details about what would happen in the future. Uh, It must have been written by somebody who used the pseudonym Daniel, and and they date it kind of in the Maccabean period, the first or second century B.C. That's what skeptics do. Um, Here's what Daniel chapter 11 does for us. Again, I'm not going to go into the detail of what is, for us, ancient history, but it does pose this question for every one of us to ask, are you a naturalist or a supernaturalist? And actually that question doesn't just pose itself in Daniel chapter 11. We go all the way back to really the book of Genesis and to the first 10 words of the Bible and we're forced that question is forced upon us. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Are you a naturalist or a supernaturalist? Because the naturalist reads those first 10 words in the Bible and says, "Nah, that's not the way it happened." A supernatural God didn't speak the worlds into existence. There has to be a more natural, rational explanation for our origins. Let me take you up the road to the Smithsonian uh, Museum and to the Museum of Natural Science and introduce you to Darwin's theory of evolution, which, by the way, Darwin himself doubted. Nobody tells you that, but… And this is is the explanation for how we got here apart. From the Bible and apart from God. So even as you start reading the Bible in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, you got to answer the question, are you a naturalist or a supernaturalist? And if you go down one road or the other, you know, you're going to bump into places like Daniel chapter 11 where there are 135 specific prophecies about the future. Not general ideas, you know, like you find in the horoscope. You're going to have a nice day today, but very specific prophecies. Are you a naturalist or are you a supernaturalist? I'm a supernaturalist. If you can get past Genesis chapter 1 and the first 10 words of the Bible, the rest of it is easy. (laughs) Daniel chapter 11 is easy. You know, all the miracles we read about in the Old Testament, easy. The virgin birth of Jesus Christ, easy. The miracles of Jesus, easy. The resurrection of Jesus Christ, easy. I mean, if God can speak the worlds into existence, just like Genesis tells us, there are no limitations. There's, there's nothing impossible for Him to do, including predicting the future, right? So, Daniel chapter 1 or 11, verses 1 to 35. Either Daniel was the author, and he wrote it during his time, and these prophecies came true hundreds of years after he died, uh, or, you know, the Bible is not true. Now, how do we know Daniel wrote this book? How do we know it wasn't written hundreds of years later by a pseudonym? Because Jesus said Daniel wrote it. (laughs) In Matthew chapter 24 and 25, the Olivet Discourse, during Holy Week, the final week of his life, he's sitting on the Mount of Olives with Peter, James, John, and Andrew, and they're asking him questions about the end of the age. And Jesus says this in verse 15, when the abomination that causes desolation happens, as written by the prophet Daniel. Now, he didn't say as recorded in the book of Daniel, because that would have left room for somebody else to have written this book by his name. He says, no, as written by the prophet Daniel. You see, Jesus believed that Daniel was written by Daniel. Jesus affirmed the authorship of Daniel. And the liberal scholars don't know what to do with that. They really don't, all right? So I'm just going to stand on Jesus this morning and stand on his word and believe that Verses 1 to 35, when Daniel wrote them down, it was all in the future. And be amazed that 135 specific prophecies were fulfilled. We can go back in history and detail all of this. But I'm not going to do that this morning. I I want to step forward from verses 36 to 45 and talk about what is still yet to be fulfilled, what's still future, Daniel's 70th week. And what we have in these verses is a more detailed description of this world ruler that will arise known as the Antichrist.
1: There's still more to come from Dr. Ron Jones, so stay right here. Listen to Ron's messages on demand on your schedule at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. When you stop by, be sure to check out Starting Point, a disciple's first steps. It's a free online discipleship coaching experience created by Dr. Ron Jones. Look for Something Good courses and then our featured course, Starting Point. That starting point, a disciple's first steps, where you'll discover what it means to be a disciple and learn how to train others to be true followers of Christ. If you've ever wondered what the coming Antichrist will be like, then stay with us now for the second half of today's Something Good radio message, Antichrist, Armageddon, and the fate of the Jewish people. Once again, here's Dr. Ron Jones.
0: Let's pick it up in verse 36 and read forward. And the king, shall do as he wills. He shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god and shall speak astonishing things against the God of gods. He shall prosper till the indignation is accomplished, for what is decreed shall be done. He shall pay no attention to the gods of his fathers or to the one beloved by women. He shall not pay attention to any other god, for he shall magnify himself above all. He shall honor the God of fortresses instead of these, a God whom his fathers did not know he shall honor with gold and silver, with precious stones and costly gifts. He shall deal with the strongest fortresses with the help of a foreign God. Those who acknowledge him shall load, uh, he shall load with honor. He shall make them rulers over many and shall divide the land for a price. Now let's just stop right there. Who is this king? Who is the he? And, well, this is the Antichrist to come, Again, the spirit of Antichrist is here. There, there, there are a lot of people who look like and may have some of the characteristics of the Antichrist and the spirit of what is against Christ has been in our world for 2,000 years, according to the New Testament writers. But this speaks of a specific individual that will arise, and, and we'll see this even in some other New Testament passages as well. But there are 11 characteristics of this Antichrist that I want us to… Uh, Uh, Just go through real quickly here. First of all, he is self-willed. You see that in verse 36? And the king shall do as he wills. Self-willed person. You will never hear the Antichrist say, Father, not as I will, but as you will. In contrast to Jesus Christ himself, who always submitted himself to the Father's will, the Antichrist is self-willed. Secondly, he is arrogant. goes on to say, he shall exalt himself. Again, what a contrast to Jesus. Philippians chapter 2 says, he humbled himself. He came from heaven to earth and humbled himself even to the point of death, death upon the cross. Oh, the humiliation of Jesus who left the splendors of heaven and came to this earth clothed in the rags of humanity, humbled himself all the way to the cross. And then the Bible goes on to say, and God therefore exalted him, you know, uh, that every name uh, will uh, – he has the name above all names and every, every knee shall bow and every, every tongue shall confess. The Antichrist, though, is, ex- is arrogant because he exalts himself. Uh, thirdly, he makes himself greater than any god. Um, read on there in verse 36, and he shall magnify himself above every god. By the way, the Antichrist is not uh, irreligious. He's not a purely secular man. He coalesces his power politically, financially, militarily, and religiously, okay? These are the places from which he derives his power. Uh, He makes himself greater than any god. Hold your place here in Daniel chapter 11 and turn with me to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Again, these are the people who received the word from, from Paul as it really is, the Word of God, and he he gives him a lengthy description of what he calls the man of sin, the man of lawlessness, this antichrist to come. End of verse 3, the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship, listen to this, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God little added uh, commentary there on what will happen. We know from here, we know from the book of Revelation, even references in Daniel that the Antichrist uh, will, will probably in his negotiation of peace with Israel, he's a friend of Israel to begin with at the beginning of the tribulation period. Uh, He negotiates peace for them. I think, and many others do, that part of that peace is giving them an opportunity to rebuild their temple. Otherwise, how does the Antichrist at the three-and-a-half-year mark go into the temple and desecrate it, an event known as the abomination that causes desolation, written by the Daniel prophet, Jesus says, or uh, the prophet Daniel, Jesus says. How does that happen if the temple is not uh, rebuilt? And uh, Paul in his letter to the Thessalonians, mentions that there. So he, he makes himself greater than any god. Even at one point, declaring himself to be God and demanding worldwide worship. Number four, he blasphemes the one true God. Back to Daniel eleven verse thirty-six. He shall speak astonishing things against the God of gods. I mean, he will uh, he will say just blasphemous things about the God of the Bible and about Jesus Christ, and he will get away with it for a period of time. Number five, he prospers for a limited time. Again, verse 36, he shall prosper until the indignation is accomplished for what is decreed shall be done. Uh, This is decreed in Scripture. The indignation, probably a reference to the wrath of God poured out on this earth during that seven-year period of time, that one prophetic week, Jacob's trouble, uh, Daniel's 70th week. He prospers during that time. He's successful. He comes upon this earth, and he is charismatic. He is uh, uh, political. He, He knows his way around. He's very persuasive and can coalesce loyalty and followers like a few other people have in the past.
1: The Antichrist will come with false signs and wonders, claiming to be who he is not. Don't believe it. Jesus said it himself, For I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You're listening to Something Good Radio. Today's message, Antichrist, Armageddon, and the fate of the Jewish people, along with all of Ron's messages, can be heard on demand on your schedule at somethinggoodradio.org. Check out our resource tab at the top of the homepage for books, teaching series, lots of great tools to help you in your journey with Jesus. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Have you ever wanted to visit the land of the Bible and walk in the footsteps of Jesus? Join Dr. Ron and Catherine Jones and the Something Good Radio team for a thrilling Israel tour happening in January, 2022. Experience a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee. Walk down the Via Della Rosa. Visit Gethsemane where Jesus prayed and Calvary where He shed His blood for you. Step inside the empty tomb and see for yourself that your Savior is risen indeed. Is the Holy Land on your bucket list? Experience Israel 2022. Register at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Almost everyone who goes with us to the Holy Land tells us it's one of the best decisions they've ever made. Visit somethinggoodradio.org and look for Something Good Travel to learn more and register for Experience Israel 2022. Plus, learn about other upcoming Something Good Travel experiences. Need prayer today? Stop by our new and improved website, somethinggoodradio.org and share your request with us. Use the Explore tab from the top of the homepage, then scroll down to the How Can We Pray For You option. That's somethinggoodradio.org. We also want to say thank you, because your prayers and financial support have made it possible for Something Good Radio to reach more people than ever before with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're so grateful for all you've done, and when you give a gift this month, Ron will say thank you by sending you the complete audio download of the series you're hearing now, Mysteries of Babylon, How the prophecies of Daniel prepare us for the return of Jesus Christ. That's Mysteries of Babylon. Request it today when you make a gift to Something Good Radio. Donate online at somethinggoodradio.org or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23456. You can also call our offices at 757-276-1099. The world wants a nice
0: you know, now I lay me down to sleep kind of Jesus, but not a Jesus who says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. The world doesn't like that kind of exclusive claim. Some, some refused to love the truth. And you say, well, how how can a world leader like this arise on the world scene. I mean, come on, we're smarter than to follow a guy like this. No, the Bible says God sends them a strong delusion
1: so that they may believe what is false. That's tomorrow in part two of Dr. Ron Jones' message, Antichrist, Armageddon, and the fate of the Jewish people. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying so long and thanks for listening.